Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode 47. Look at you. I know. I was like, how did I remember after all this time? (laughs) Because I'm sitting here like, so episode one. (laughs) Starting over. (laughs) This is Courtney. And this is Kiana. And it's so glad. It's like, it's so good to be back. It almost feels like. It feels weird, almost. Like, it's been a while. It's been too long. It has been a while. There was actually a point, I'm just like, I miss recording. I miss that therapy. I miss that opportunity for me just to not just talk to you, but to talk to all of you. Right. And to really get things out. People don't realize by you being gone like we haven't talked as much either so no we have not it's like it kind of goes hand in hand recording the show and us talking to each other not that we don't talk to each other outside of the show but this was a little bit of a different circumstance because you were gone yeah so we back we back y'all all All i I can hear in my head is um what song is that a chance to rappers that starts like that and we back Tag, you know what? It's so funny because I'm always curious about what songs trigger or like what sayings trigger certain songs. And, right. and I, for me, it was Mace Welcome Back. Oh, yes. But that's cool. I like that them is, both. Yeah. I like them both. Solid Welcome choices. Back. Okay. So we here. We in this we thing. Here. And we're excited. Um, Kiana. What's going on? Tell us all oh. things. Maybe I should start because I don't have the exciting stuff. <laughs> I don't know about exciting, but sure. Probably have the longer story. Um, actually, but how are you? What's going on with you? I was about to say, <laughs> I don't know that I got shit to share. <laughs> We've been I, gone for what, four weeks? Right, you have nothing to share. Lies you tell. Because Courtney, you'll be the one. Um, we go to Black Alumni, and I'll be like, "So, Courtney, when did this happen?" Well, actually, it happened when, and then, <laughs> and then we got to go back to this moment. So, why don't we just go ahead and do, and do it now. now? Exactly. I'm really trying to think. One thing that I do want to share, um, I can't share yet. So, <laughs> I have to wait for that. Um, I will say that I moved in the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, I decided. How I was that? It was long. It was a lot. So, it sure is. Always is. And this move was a little different. I am a planner. And so normally when I move, I pack well in advance. Um, boxes are ready. I've reached out to anybody, you know, that I think may be able to help me, so on and so forth. Shout um, out to this the crews that help different. you move. You said what? I said shout out to the crews that help you move. Right. Because that's real. But I will tell you probably, although they moved me very quickly. So, if they're around in about a year, I'm going to be calling them again. Otherwise, I'm going to be getting some movers. So, did you not have a lot of time to plan this move? So, I did, but it was a little different. So, I knew that I was going to be moving out of my apartment by June 30th. Okay. craziness and issue was that I traveled the entire month of May. (laughs) That's right. So it was really hard to pack for like leaving a place and also pack to travel. 
Um, and then on top of this, on top of that, I can say this now on <laughs> on air. I would rent my apartment on Airbnb. Right. <laughs> so right. I was like trying to get them last. <laughs> I was trying to get them Make last them dollars in. You feel me? <laughs> Make those coins. Before I officially moved out, so it was also like I couldn't just have boxes hanging around in my apartment either. So that's true. Um, it was literally pro- I probably didn't really couldn't start packing until maybe towards the end of the first week of June. So you had to shut down the establishment week. and then I did. I did. And then pack for the move. And then this, the the third reason why this was different was because um, I decided to make a move to move in with my sister. Um, she is being so gracious and letting me live with her for Our a sister year. is so nice. <laughs> I'm going to need you not. <laughs> He's such a hater. He loves I'm going to need you not. Everybody always try to claim my sister. I love her. My sister. Don't, don't hate Courtney. <laughs> anyway, she is nice and she's being so gracious um, to let me live with her while I save to buy a house. And so this move was a little different because I was like, I'm not trying to take everything with me to this house when that time comes just for the sake that it's mine. Like, what have I been holding on to that I just need to let go of? You know what I mean? So it was just Come really on now. time to get rid of everything. That'll preach. Um, <laughs> but for real. And it was like, it, it was for real that type of moment too where it was just like, I'm releasing some stuff and I will say the biggest thing that or probably one of the biggest things that I was releasing was um I don't think I've said this on air yet was the business yeah because I'm not doing um 111 as a bow tie line anymore it was like I don't need this sewing desk I don't need this fabric I don't need the sewing machine I don't need now I could not part with my sewing machine so I still have it, but I got rid of so much where it's just like, I don't do these things anymore and I don't need to continue to carry them with me. Um, so that was it's that a was selfish a piece of me that's just like, but how will you hem my pants if I need them <laughs> when I'm in town? <laughs> right. And that's what people say. Like, you're not doing what? Can I just get one more uh, bow tie out of you, girl? I told my therapist I wasn't doing the business no more. She was like, I wish I would have met you sooner. I need one for my husband. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. Listen, it was such a clutch gift. Even when I was, I think it was probably only one guy I was seriously dating. I was just like, Courtney, that's such a good, you know, Christmas gift. I think it was Christmas or his birthday or something. Yeah. Um, But how clutch was that? Or even like our friends who got married just to, you know, call you and put in an order. It's just having that personal touch. So... Yeah. I'm sad to see it go, but onward or upward? Onward and upward. 111 is still my name. I still own it, so that's not going anywhere. Yes, Tina Turner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. She said, you could have everything but my name. But my name. My name is my name. So, it was it was a bit of a different move. Like, it was, it definitely offered some opportunity to reflect. Um, and for real, just let some things go. Like I said, I've been carrying some things around from, you know, from year to year, from place to place that did not serve me any purpose at this point in my life anymore. And it was time to let them go. So. Me too, child. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yours is literally and figuratively. Mine yes. is probably just all like you already know the yes. the bags. Take yes. them all. So some stuff is in storage. I took what I needed to, to you know, the essentials to my sisters. Um, and we here and we we making it work. There we, there it we work. go. There we go. So, that's that's what I've been doing. Over the, has it been four weeks, three weeks, whatever. And just a little caveat, like, shout out to you for having the humility to stay with your sister. But shout out to your sister for giving you an opportunity to get a to get a leg ahead in this game of life. Because our community, we need it. And there's nothing wrong with it. And we we don't get down payments and twenty thousand dollars. You know, some of us don't. And so we have to do what we can to help our people get to the next level. So shout out to to y'all. That's so dope. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. Like, and she had been she had mentioned it to me a couple times before, but you know, at that time, my nephew was still um, with her. You know, I just felt like when you're used to your space, and even this has been an adjustment. You know, I went from a two bedroom, nice size apartment, um, really nice, to <laughs> to you know a space, a room of my own, but it's still just like. I had to think about what was going to set me up for success um, in the future. And I probably will like just kind of keep you guys updated on the home buying process because it's just so much to learn. And I think it can be really overwhelming for folks mm-hmm. where, and especially as black people, where we don't get that $20,000 from, you know, mom and dad. That's not how it works. Um, but there are just so many resources around um and creative ways to kind of move through the process like one of my good friends is a realtor and she was and I referred her to my sister before I even used her to see her um and how she handled my sister I was and she's a black woman I'm like okay I already know who my realtor is gonna be you know what I mean it's almost how Issa Rae would talk about where like everybody's always trying to network above and you know what I mean where it's just like network laterally like you you have no yeah you have a support crew and a, and a support system for a reason. You know, everybody, at least I would hope so. Like, oh, yeah. people show love. So, I'll definitely keep you guys posted on this home buying process. Because it's a journey, but um, I couldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't say that um, I was already blessed so much so far. So Yeah. No, you're ride. absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's why I used to go. Especially for people who follow me on social media, they know I would go to like those open houses all the time in Nashville, cause mm-hmm. my home girl um, was a realtor, and so just asking questions and get to know about the process and physically putting myself in spaces that I couldn't imagine walking through the doors. But now that I've done it, you know, I can see myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like those things, and it takes educating yourself. Some things we don't naturally know or have been you know accustomed to having conversations around so you have to take the opportunity to learn about them it takes time yep it does maybe we'll have her on the show she's yes. full of energy and would like to share out all the tips all the tips so anyway well, look, that's more my exciting, story more exciting than you gave yourself credit for you're right i forgot mm. i forgot look at that Okay, moving on to you. And I'm over here doing a dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I am literally just getting back in the United States. Um, I've been away for three weeks in total. Two mm-hmm. weeks, 
like two and a half of those weeks I was in London for work. Um, that was something that we kind of talked about that I transitioned into a new role. And so my job is actually based out of London. So I was there working for two and a half weeks, which was an amazing experience um, yes. to go to and from work to really immerse myself in the culture. That was my first time in Europe. Um, so that was really cool. Just like being totally reliant on like taking the tube, especially living in Nashville, coming from Cleveland or even living in Atlanta now, like public transportation has never been my primary source of transportation. So mm -hmm. that was very interesting, but I fell in love with it. Like I truly fell in love with walking. I always knew that I prefer to walk. I don't mind walking. I never have, but it just, I don't know. There was some, it was a big pride factor to me that I was able to physically like, cause you can do that in a car, but for me to physically get myself to point A to point B, it made me feel more in touch with myself. It made me feel more in touch with the community that was around me because you can be in your own little bubbles here in the States. You can be in your car. You can be, yeah. you know, you can and go in a store and come back out and not have to talk to people. But right, when you're out and you're riding to and from places, you're seeing the same people every day on their walks to and from work. Um, which I fell in love with a guy in London doing that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but, um, we'll Did talk we about ever, that later. Did we ever? Okay. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But Sounds just like good. to and from work, just seeing people, you, and you're talking to them. And the human thing is, you ha you ha you, you're speaking, you're not behind your phone. Like, it's really hard to walk 10 miles a day and text. <laughs> look yeah. at Instagram like it's just really impossible so London was absolutely amazing I met so many wonderful people from all across the world and hanging out with them while I was there and staying in contact with them um, even met a couple from Atlanta while I was there which was funny mm, that's dope. Yeah. Um, so London was absolutely great and then I took the weekend of the 4th off um, because when was the 4th on a Thursday yeah, so I took yes. that Friday off. So I flew to Barcelona for a few days. Um, and that was absolutely just amazing. So my plan for Barcelona was that I had this beautiful Airbnb. And one of so my homegirls. Like, <laughs> do you? Like, she out there hopping planes. Shut staying up. in flats, cute Airbnbs. Okay. No, but you, I didn't, I I didn't even stay in the Airbnb. So one of my homegirls who... Her first solo trip was to Barcelona. She told me to cancel the Airbnb. And she said that I should stay in a hostel. Oh, and I was yeah. like... That was smart. That was smart. That is not my thing. Like, staying with strangers from all over the world. Like, are we using these same beds? Like, where will I shower? It was just... I was so... It's just... Culturally, it's just not normal. Or not... Not normal, but not something that we do in the States yes. in terms of staying in hostels. Um, but there are hostels all over America. This girl I met, she yeah. stayed in a hostel in Nashville. And I was we like, there are hostels in Nashville? We went to, um, oh shoot, where did I go? Uh, Charleston. Mm. Charleston. And um, we stayed in a hostel there. And trust me, I had the same thoughts. Like, you want me to, and we ended up, in, <laughs> and so I went with my homegirl Shannon. We went with two of her coworkers. So if you know Shannon and I, we were like, we doing what? And we had the option of staying like in a 
all girls room space or a co-ed space and surprisingly the two of us stayed in the co-ed space really but it was such an experience like like i mean we met people from australia and had a good time I like, don't get me wrong, out. I still met with people all over, but yeah. I just did not stand. Dudes don't shower. <laughs> <laughs> they don't groom in the yeah, way that we do, except European men. Let me tell you this. The men in London scrub their faces. Like, you could tell the pores yeah. were tight. Yeah. Like, everything about the European man swag was just on point. Everything. But, um,. Girl. <laughs> so yeah, Barcelona was really cool. The hostel I stayed in was amazing. Um, it was really neat because they like plan different events for us to do every day mm-hmm. together. So different sites that we can go and see. We will go out together at night, go to like a club or something. Um, I had lots and lots of wine, mm-hmm. lots of tapas. Um, we did like a tapas edition on the bitches on brunch page because I was mm-hmm. just having the time of my life, and then came back to London for a day, had an experience at the Buckingham Palace, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then came uh, back to the states. So if now only y'all here. knew some of the stuff that didn't make it to the show. I'm a mess, just That's a okay. hot mess, and That's I love okay. it. It sure is. You out here living life. That's that's what it is. It sure is. So yeah, my time has been spent with working, um, navigating a new country, um, and then um, going to Spain for a little bit of fun. And now I'm back here for the grind. Nice, Getting settled in nice. Atlanta. Well, welcome back. Um, I'm so, like, I did not realize you stayed in a hostel in Barcelona. Yes. That is probably one of my favorite things about the trip for you um so i love it it was and like i've never done a hostel outside of the country clearly but um it was just an experience and so i love that they had different activities for y'all that's really dope that's it was really really cool i met some of honestly like it just shifted the being in london shifted my mind and then going to barcelona completely changed my mind all over again I just had never thought, well, I knew that I was capable of growing more, but, you know, sometimes you are pretty cocky in where you are in life. You're like, you know what, I've grown a lot. My mind has expanded, and God just showed me, like, nah, you still got more. (laughs) Always. You got more. So it was just, it was a phenomenal experience. Oh, my gosh. So I look forward to going back for another staff meeting in London soon. (laughs) <laughs> yes when staff meetings are in london Child, okay i can't complain okay sis i see you can't complain. so i'll be traveling a lot now so you guys will see us popping up and doing different uh, brunch takeovers in different cities so i'll travel a lot domestically uh, my role is international so i have a few international trips as well so make sure you follow us we're broadening our, broadening our horizons mm-hmm. we're taking y'all along with us so and It'll hopefully she will, like, literally take me along with her. So we'll see how Courtney that works has out. has all of my travel dates. Have I sent those to you? <laughs> no, you haven't. I was about to be like, I, I got two. I'm going to email them to you. Yes. Courtney has all of... She has my itinerary. <laughs> so she just, she'll pop I'm, in whenever she needs. Right? Like, are we going where this weekend? Okay, right, meet you there. Right, we already talked about it. I was like, Courtney, these are the cities that you said that you like, that you want to yep. go to. And yep. I'll be there this fall. So the, the episodes might be coming out 
a little bit like at different times throughout travel season just because yeah um my schedule is like back to back to back but i don't want to take a break i still want to record i hear so, you yeah i hear you well, yay to new things and new experiences and new opportunities. Like, I feel like we're on a wave right now. And we just we going to ride it out. Absolutely. We're going to ride it out. Absolutely. So, shout out to us. Like, sometimes you just got to do that. Like, we the shit low-key. You know, sometimes people make you feel like you're not doing what you think you're doing. You know what I mean? They they try to or put... Or sometimes you try to make it seem like you're not doing what you that, think you're doing. And that's the most important. Like, who cares about what anybody else thinks? But when you think that about you, you got you in some trouble. But anything that you're doing, anything that you are making so progress or just any type of progress, progress is progress. Right. And we all moving. That? We are moving, but we moving and shaking over here, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, let's keep it moving. Um, And let's pass the mimosa. So you want to know what I'm drinking? Yeah, I want to know what you're drinking, Tiana. I am actually drinking blueberry basil kombucha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's so strong, it tastes like liquor, but it's not. Stop. <laughs> Stop. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. Alright. Well, I am drinking um, water. So Agua. Because, because it's hot. So, there's that. Um, but no, I drank, or I won't say I drank, I, wanna, I don't want to make it seem like I've been taking one week, but I had a drink twice this week on Monday and Tuesday, so sometimes it just be too hot to drink, bruh. You are absolutely right. And now was one of those times, so I'm keeping myself hydrated. I went to Pilates today. I've always wanted to do Pilates. Baby. (laughs) It was it was a um Her Pilates is no joke. That's where the tone come in like the truth okay i feel like i should have walked out with my six pack i know i didn't it's coming (laughs) though but um i know my abs will be sore tomorrow um i'm excited about it though but i could already um i could already feel the difference just like my body has been tight you know a lot of things going on and just that one class I i walked out feeling a lot looser and just relaxed so i'm excited to keep going well, I'm excited for you, but I'm also <laughs> excited about um, driving the boat when I get to Athens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, not drinking for now, but when I get there. Right. It will happen. It's in rare form. It will happen. All okay. right, well, since we're not drinking, go ahead and share that good news. All right, and as always, you know, I got to prepare so (laughs) (laughs) that as always (laughs) the little caveat so the quote of the week this week is just a small snippet um and it goes (laughs) proper preparation prevents poor performance by charlie batch (laughs) y'all i want you to understand that as of late um, Kiana does not share with me the quote beforehand. 
<laughs> we used to sometimes like look for the quote together. But sometimes you can't. You have to wait for this thing. You have to be like, you let me, to. let me just let this marinate because it's too good to it's give it up front. And she knew. She knew that this was gonna be a good one because we know what we're about to talk about. Yeah, we are. And we're is, gonna do it. And it's spot on. So let's do it. One, two, let's three, go. go. I don't even know where to start. I guess. There's so many angles that I can come. You know, Courtney, I'm just going to... I'm going to let you... Oh. We can build it together. I don't want to just throw the ball in your court because I showed up was about to throw it and rock away. <laughs> you were. I was going to be like, say. Courtney, you could not let me help her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wow. You know what? I'm, I'll start it with this. Um... We did an episode some time ago around, uh, or I don't know if we did an entire topic around it, but we talked about it on the show around supporting black businesses. And the conversation was around like, yes, we believe we should support black businesses. I remember that. Um, however, we are not obligated to. Um, and the other piece of that was... I think that was like a ver- a question verbatim. It was, are you obligated to pay yeah, yeah. a black-owned business? Yeah. And in the response, and I think both of us agree that we are not obligated to. We try our very best to be mindful and to do that, but we are not obligated to. On the flip side, and it's funny, Ricky Smiley was actually talking about this on his show <clears throat> this week. I, I think it might have been yesterday. What's going on in America? Please, <laughs> I came back. J. Cole got a whole new CD. I won't even go there. But go ahead. Child, what? So on the other side of it, though, is the reason why we don't—not the reason why—when we don't feel obligated, but black businesses and black business owners need to make it a point to hold a standard of professionalism for the work and the product that they produce and the services that they provide right you are absolutely right um this is this may be more fruitful than i thought (laughs) (laughs) and so in the lines of um the quote that's kind of yeah do that do that read it for the people and for me (laughs) on the phone box Proper preparation prevents poor performance. That is so critical when providing a service, when providing a product, when planning an event, when collaborating with people. Um, And if you don't, if you don't prepare and plan and communicate properly, To me, that's just as bad as a bad product, if not worse. And it could be a real turnoff for people. So, like, and that's your reputation. It's one thing, and I get it, and I said this on the show that, you know, we talked about this. Like, being a small business owner is not easy. No, it's not. There are times where the, you know, my response time is not what I would have hoped it to be. I try to respond within 24 hours sometimes because you running a business and you have a full-time career, you know, sometimes turnaround ain't what you want it to be. Um, But communication um, is important. 
You are absolutely right. Actually, um, I want to say it was Gary V, who I absolutely love. Oh, no, that's not true. There was... <laughs> But I still love him, so shout out to him. But there was a quote that was going around Instagram, and um, Dooch actually posted today, and it says, "Do not get caught up in the entrepreneur entrepreneur hype that us millennials make a fad. That shit is not for most people. Stop trying to fit in and do what's best for you. Get you in a high paying job in your field of passion. Stop chasing somebody else's dream. Most entrepreneurs are broke and don't build successful businesses. They are also overworked and underpaid a lot of the time. It takes years to see a real profit and even longer to make a living. Know yourself. Know your vision. Absolutely. And I think um, I posted something. I've seen a couple posts like this on Instagram too around like this very topic about small business owners and um shoot I forgot what you just called it but oh being an entrepreneur like it's not all what you think it like somebody made a post like I can make $300 in one day and then not make anything for the next three days next five yeah. days you know I also you know even from like a not only from like a business standpoint I think what was so important for me with that quote is that actually one of my friends told me that that is um, something that they live by in the army. Oh, yeah. Um, is that proper preparation prevents poor performance. And so even when you don't think of it on a team-wide basis, if you think of it on an individual basis, that's how you succeed. You have to actually prepare for what um, you've been ready for. And not only do you need to prepare, but you need to properly prepare. Because practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Come on. So you have to make sure that you are um, walking it how you talk it, if you will. <laughs> and making sure that you're doing so from the very beginning. Whether it's a practice round or whether you're in the finals, it looks the same. It looks and so same. you have to deliver that same quality. But also, it prevents poor for poor performance. When things don't go the way that you initially planned them to, sometimes you have to reassess what happened and get into that point. And a lot of that honestly turns back on you and how you drop the ball sometimes. Sometimes it's at the fault of other people, and sometimes you may drop the ball. And so you have to reassess because the performance... You, the results don't lie. Whether you've been working out and dieting, you haven't lost any weight, something went wrong, the results don't lie. The poor performance will show their results from that. And so then you have to be held accountable for your actions and how you got to that place of bad performance if you don't feel comfortable being there. But I also, you know, I look at that on an individual basis because when you properly prepared to make sure that your performance is up to par and where it needs to be you are an asset to your team and, and when you aren't you affect the team absolutely and understand that even even in properly preparing things can go wrong so a lot of times it has to do with how you choose to bounce back from it especially when people give you an opportunity to correct um it really is about your pride, your ego, your humility. Like, you have to put that pride and ego aside. Like, if you can't put that to the left, you're blocking further preparation. You're blocking further planning. You're blocking further growth. But if you can't get beyond yourself, nothing's going to change. Well, that's um, why I advocate so much for self-care because I think that... 
it all starts with you. It literally it all starts with you. If you're not able to approach your dark sides personally, you're not going to be able to do that professionally. If you're not able to apologize in your prefer- in your personal life, you're not going to be able to do that professionally and, and at least mean it. Um, if you're not able to see your shortcomings in your personal life and really take accountability and not only take accountability, but make decision after decision to get yourself off that track and to be on track with where you want to be, you're not going to be able to do that professionally. Also saw something on Instagram today. Instagram be coming with the quotes and it was, and it was something to the effect of people, people can only show you the parts of themselves that they've met oh yes much. i saw that too yeah I like saw that too, you can't like, ask people for something that they're not willing to go to or do for themselves personally professionally and so that affects you who you are as a person bleeds into everything that you do you everywhere you go there you are and let me tell you a couple of weeks ago or over the last month i would say i met somebody who ain't met themselves okay <laughs> I met some- hey nice to introduce you to you <laughs> I met somebody not in person <laughs> but that's what this was about I met somebody who had not met this part of themselves and almost refused to meet it yeah and that and that's a whole different thing like and so you have to be mindful of that as a person when you're working with somebody because it, sometimes it's not you as um, the business owner is you as the one that's seeking a service. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you have to determine, you have to know when it's time for you to cut ties. Because you don't have to operate in a space that you're not comfortable operating in. You Just like in, uh, in romantic relationships and friendships, I say the same for business. Like, you don't have to settle for anything. Like, I don't, no, you, I don't. don't ha- you know what I mean? I don't have to put up with this service because I know you. Or I don't have to put up with this service because this this poor quality of service because um, you were referred to me. I don't have to put up this with this poor quality of service because we went to the same school. I don't have to do that. Listen, gone are the days of blind loyalty. Right. Um, just and because I don't go I on think... nobody else's word but yours by your actions. Oh, if for your sure. actions show me one thing, I'm good. But you know what? Even being abroad um, and coming back, you know, America is so interesting because the characteristics that we want and the things that we so we seek after aren't things that we naturally possess as a country. Um, mm, freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we believe in freedom mm-hmm. as a characteristic, and that's not what we have here. Everybody isn't free. Which is why um, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. It it's freedom. freedom. It doesn't. Um, Go ahead. Also, what else was I going to say? Darn it. I think I lost my train That's of thought. Bad. That's not bad. Anyway, but it, but a lot of the things that we want to be as people and show like strength and things like that, you know, we have weapons here. So it's kind of like, well, if you're strong, you don't need a weapon to go to the gym and get strong. Like, be a strong person. Not carry a strong weapon right um and even being a person of integrity everybody wants to be a person of integrity and everybody isn't that but like you said mistakes will happen and i think that 
a person with integrity knows that they have shortcomings, which is why they have integrity so that when their shortcomings do come, they can take fault for it and have enough integrity to move forward from that. So mm-hmm. I just think that we're not this generation, this country, our society is really not built on the principles that we really want to that we really want to display. Um, we have too many tools and resources at our hands to make us text thugs, Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a president that hides behind where, there's just so many things that we hide behind here and we're not who we think that we are and so I would just urge you that if you list those characteristics like I'm determined I'm respectful then be respectful always then be right. courteous always. always then be punctual always whether that you be can't... to your hair appointment or whether that be to you getting your teeth floss like be mm-hmm. if you're punctual be punctual yeah. you know what I mean so I think that you have to carry that wherever you go. It just isn't a light switch that's is only on when people are watching. It's about when people aren't watching as well. It's like when they say, like, um, you can't say you respect women when it only applies to women around you. Like, or or ha- women that you sleeping with. That right, shit women pisses that's, me off. Like, right. Like, you can't say you respect women because you treat your mama nicely. You know what I'm saying? But if your you're not... Mom if you're not fighting for these women in the street like what are we talking about you know what i mean you don't have to know this person to respect them like like you said you have to do these things always like you can't you can't pick and choose when you show when you decide to show some respect but that's you why can't i pick love, and choose when you want to be professional i love punking people i hate i don't want to sound like a bully but i hate when people show me one thing and they want to act act in a certain way i'm gonna call you out i want you to be i want you to keep that same energy because for me if it come down to me having to address you face to face or defend myself face to face that's just not something i i pretty much run from i'm not encouraging violence but i'm just i have no problem with confrontation (laughs) um let me tell you but (laughs) i'm gonna have some words come september Oh yeah, but I just I just am always like if you gonna be that person, be that person always. Be that person. Um and I'll respect you more if you stand in your truth and you really are that person. But if not, let me talk to you about it, see why you thought you should treat me the way that you did, because it ain't gonna happen from here on out. No, I completely agree. But yeah, I, I am quick to actually address some things face to face. Courtney knows. It's it's sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And I think that is like for both of us where it's just like we don't really hold back. I don't, but I'm so these days my level of grace is so high that I just be like, I can't care. I don't have the energy to care. No, I don't. I don't. Not not if you're gonna be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like I'm not talking about with friends or with family who I feel like have shown me that same grace, who have shown me that same respect. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we talk about somebody off the street. I I don't have time to care because you don't. <laughs> like. I'm, it, yeah, like it's situational. It depends on how I don't care. Because I cannot care in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot care to say something to you or I cannot care to go completely off on you. So I really, yeah, that's situational. Depends yeah. on what kind of music I've been listening to that day. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it can you flip. You are stupid. It's if so I'm true. listening to Tasha Cobbs, that's, you might get a little bit more grace that day. 
That is funny. Yeah, it just depends. Especially who around me too. <laughs> yeah. And and it, you are absolutely right about that because I, I can be that rah-rah friend. <clears throat> I'm I'm not necessarily an instigator, but I am. Um, I can be that enabler friend. So if we can hype, we can hype. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But you also got to know your friends that won't get hype. If there's a group of people that won't get hype exactly. with you, don't do it with them. Don't You'll do be it because you're gonna be by yourself. <laughs> You'll be by yourself. So and I know food, so <laughs> you will be all by yourself. But this one, I'll be cool by myself, so ain't no problem. Oh no, you're great. You're absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Ain't no problem. But yeah, folks like to um, and I think that's what the kicker, and that's why I mentioned the, and then I let it go. We can move on. That's why I mentioned like the pride and ego because when mistakes do happen for some people, if if they are not, if they don't have any humility about themselves, they gonna get mad at you for being mad at them and try to put it back on you. The worst kind of people in the world. We're just like, you you don't get to be mad in this. Right. You no, don't get you to don't. do that. <laughs> you don't get to be mad. I get to be mad. I get to be petty. <laughs> and it's I like get you to got, respond you gotta, accordingly. You got to snatch your mad back out of their hands. Like right. when somebody snatch your stuff, you got to snatch it right back. Like, I'm give snatching me that. it right back. Give me that. This was not yours to have. This no, was not for yours real. to have. And I also think, you know, and we'll talk about this more later, too. I think that there is, I think there's an opportunity for men to abuse their power, as always. Mm -hmm. Um, I had put up a quote not too long ago about how when white women side with white side with the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and they and they side with. um, Yeah, with white privilege, black men do, too. You know, black yeah. black men, black men, and white women are our biggest threats to black women because those two are chasing the power of white men. We don't want to yep. be anything but strong yep. black women. Y'all yep. want to be strong white men. Some of y'all, not all of Some, you, not all of y'all, but so, they have a tendency to side with their privilege. Exactly, and so when some men have. Or try to take advantage of the fact that you're a woman and to degrade you, especially another black man, to degrade you or disrespect you or not hear you out or belittle you in any way in terms of doing business. You know, I think that those are things that we have to start talking about. And there are a lot of people who are talking about them. So we're not only talking about the Me Too movement, but there's workplace harassment. There's different etiquettes that men constantly, constantly perpetuate in the workplace that's just as similar as different types of abuse um for women and i think that black men especially you if you aren't too careful you know you you damage our our blind loyalty because i hate to say it because a lot of black women would do anything to try to protect our black men even at the even at the sake of our own safety even at the sake of our own um progress um and things like that so it's it's very tricky, but I would encourage everybody to stay vigilant and to make sure that if you are doing anything that can harm your career and the potential future, I would be very cognizant to make those changes. Very. And you're going to have to, I mean, it will behoove you to do them now rather than later. Like, we're As always saying this. Right. We're always saying this. Do the work. You got to do the work. 
Nobody can do it for you. I said it before. I'll say it again. I will do it with you. And everybody isn't wrong. I always tell that. Like, when I was younger, I used to get in so much trouble with my mom. And I used to be like, I can't be wrong 100% of the time. If there's a common issue that's coming up, it may be your issue. (laughs) And and sometimes it's um, like... Like, you have to look at the common denominator. You know what I mean? It can't always be everybody else. <laughs> like, sometimes it is you. Like, it work, Like and you just have to, you have to be able to have that balance to know the difference, to be able to say, you know what? This, this was not me. This was, you know, I, it can't be me 100% of the time. But also know, like, again, it goes back to that pride, like, Okay, this ain't the first time I've heard this. And it won't be something that you encounter once and then you fix. That's something that you struggle with and you'll always have to overcome when those challenges arise. So you preparing proper preparation would mean that you're prepared to deal with those instances where your pride does arise in situations because that's just something we all have as humans and so we all have to have that conflict within ourselves whenever that happens it's not a one-stop shop where you can fix it instantly that's something that's just going to keep keep going and keep growing and hopefully you keep going and growing and becoming stronger to to beat the obstacle every time that it comes up yeah yeah well Y'all be I'm safe sure we'll be um, we'll be doing a little bit more on this topic, especially as it relates to um, the privileges of men and black men in particular, um, and just things that you know, different things that we see, whether it be the workplace, whether it be with dating, because uh, I saw somebody post about like this text exchange between a man and a woman it was very odd. Um, but for some reason, like, people don't think these types of things really do happen. Like, yeah. And it's just like, we're here to tell you that they do. Some people don't think that they, that they perpetuate those things. And they right, do. right, right. They do, but we want to be on the other side of how we can, like, grow from this. Like, come on, let's, again, but you got to do the work. You got to do the work. So, well, this was our TED else? talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, and you're welcome. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else on that topic. Right. I think we'll explore more later. We'll have some um, some experts in those fields come and, and come and talk and chat with us about about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I feel like yeah, I'm excited the about that too. Will be good. Um, yeah. All right, so second topic, moving right along. I really, there were so many things that I learned about and learned about myself and just about other people uh, while being abroad. And one of the most powerful things that I saw was there were so many single moms that I met while being abroad. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, when we think about single motherhood, we think about it only from an American perspective and the things that people go through. And especially us or especially I can only speak for me um, being an African-American and what African-American women are often plagued with, um, with being single moms. And the fact is that there are women all over the world and a lot of the women all over the world are also single mothers. 
Um, and yeah. so there's more than one way to look at motherhood, and there's more than one way to look at single motherhood. Um, I think that there are things that unite all mothers across the board, which is, you know, to love their kids, to care for their kids, to want to be the best provider that they can be. But um, the dynamics and the strength that I saw and the resilience that I saw in each one of these women was just phenomenal. Um, I ended up meeting a woman who actually lived in, where is she from? Stockholm. Okay. And she was a single mom and she was actually staying at my hostel and she was really excited to be traveling because her daughter, it was her first year in the military and her mom just had always dreamt of taking this long excursion while her daughter had been grown. Sidebar, if you're European, did you know that you could buy a train pass for I think 450 euros round trip and you can go to 52 countries? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's only for Europeans, though, um, which is how they travel so much. This is why they backpack mm-hmm. and they get to see the world because everything's mm-hmm. so close. But she had taken advantage of that and wanted to fulfill this wish by her daughter. Um, mm. Had just moved on and, you know, just became an adult and making friends and doing things like that. And she was talking to me about... I mean, in limited, in broken English, telling me about her story and how she was a single mom, but she hears stories about the single women in the States and how just from being a single mom, you don't have to sign up for any type of government assistance in Stockholm, but they automatically get extra, you know, for being a single mom. Um, mm. It just, it looks so different from everyone else. I also met a mother who was, I think she was 46, from Finland. And her English was very limited as well. And let me just say, I have so much respect and so much grace in my heart for the people who decided to speak broken English to me because I knew none of their language. Um, And Mm. I appreciate them and I am grateful and I'm humbled by them. The fact that they will humble themselves and be completely vulnerable with the person who is fluent in English and try to hold a conversation with her because Americans often do that unintentionally when we go places is force people to conform to who we are but I respect yep. them for so much for doing that for me and shedding light on their experiences yep. because it was so powerful but this mother from Finland she says she goes away one week <clears throat> one week a year for holiday which is what they call vacation yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, one week a year she has seven kids and she said that they all have different dads and they all stay with their dads for that one week because their dads don't do much for them throughout the rest of the year. And I'm just like, wow. one, one week. week. And she was missing her babies. Like, she was talking to me and telling me different stories. And I'm helping her with her words. And just, it was just something I think that was beyond powerful about seeing so many women who were still so courageous. And still doing so many things and accomplishing so many things while still having babies. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this really stood out for me as well because the institution that I work for had done a campaign about why mothers on campus are important. Meaning how important it is to teach the mothers 
that are on our campus and how our professors love to teach their mothers and to help the mothers. And it, it just shows so much compassion for women and not shaming them for something that we do naturally. I think oftentimes, you know, women get pregnant young, young girls, they get pregnant and we look at them like, you just met, you just ruined your life. You just did something that is irreversible. And the truth is that was something their body was meant to do. And exactly. society may not think that was ready, but their body did. And so you can't, you can't. And it's only, and it's only deemed acceptable if you do it as a married person. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if, if you're single, then you've ruined your exactly. life. Exactly. And no one talks about the other party that it takes to get pregnant, which is the man. So I just thought that that experience, there were other things that I thought were extremely powerful. And we'll probably talk about that later. But that strength of single motherhood was just absolutely astonishing. Yeah. It's such a... Um lofty topic to explore because I think try I think people try to fit it in this one size exactly. fits all experience um, and that's not the case you never know why someone is a single mother um, it's not always this I not, not saying that it isn't but it's not always this idea of someone got married young or or sorry had a child young um, had a child out of wedlock. You have single mothers that whose father died because of them serving in the military. Like you have single, you know what I mean. Like it's just not one story, and we try to make it seem that way and give just this one perspective to it, and not acknowledging that whatever the story is, like none of those stories are wrong. You know what I exactly. mean? Like whether you got. I mean, they may not be ideal for the person that is in that particular situation, but this this is their life story. But now. who's to and say so, what's ideal and what's not? But what I'm saying is, it's like that person, not us, not society. It may not be ideal for that. Like the girl that got pregnant at 15, maybe that's not what she wanted. You know what I'm saying? But that's but we cannot negate her story. Absolutely, we cannot negate the fact that. She brought life into this world. We cannot negate the fact that um, she's trying. That she's trying to provide a life for her child. You know what I mean? Like, they still want the same things. They still want success, whatever success is for them. And I feel like we have this habit of, we meaning society, have this habit of trying to diminish their story. Absolutely. And like you said, trying to fit them into one box. And I think that a lot of moms do the same thing when it comes to like mom shaming when I see people are like well um like one of my best friends she's pregnant and she's just like I'm breastfeeding my baby and I'm just like if that baby takes and if yeah. and if it doesn't you gonna you either gonna force the baby to starve because you want to breastfeed or you gonna make sure you feed your baby I'm gonna make sure my baby get fed it does not matter how you do it it just matters that it gets done Right. And I think that's where a lot of women are, where it's just like, this is something that I, this is something that I want to do. I want to breastfeed my child. Um, but if they don't take, then that's what it is. But then you have some women that are like, that's not for me. Exactly. And that's okay. That's perfectly okay. And I feel like the opposite is kind of happening with that too, where especially in the black woman movement around it, 
where there's just a lot of energy around black women breastfeeding and, you know, just people being like, you know, black women do breastfeed. They do, but I feel like sometimes, and I have heard and seen the stories where it also seems forced in the opposite way. Like, oh, you're not like, we breastfeed too. Like, you're not breastfeeding your babies. And it's like, it's okay. They don't have to. Yeah, there they is, don't have to. there's a power in difference. And I think that everybody is so unique and everybody is so different we would be foolish to put any of ourselves no matter what titles we ascribe to in one box and say that it looks one way it does not everything is just different and you have to respect differences and sometimes I think a lot of us are looking for resolutions in terms of what can end all this single motherhood what could end all of these things and because everybody is so different there's not one resolution that can fit for everybody And so yeah. sometimes you just have to be respectful and show honor and respect for the people in their stories and their individual yep. paths. Um, yep. But for me, I just thought that there's so many there's so many miles that separate that separate us. Um, but there's so many things that unify us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially as women in America, especially right now during our climate and the different abortion bills and things and laws that are trying to get passed and pushed through, women from all over the world stood with us. Um, one, I think the lady it was from Stockholm told me about that. She said her heart broke when she heard about the things that were going on. She named the states. That's one thing I will say about being mm-hmm. overseas is that they are so in tune with what's going on politically here in the United States, probably more so than a lot of people that are U.S. citizens. It is crazy. They are watching us like hounds. Like, No, they really are. I remember when I went to France, um, and this was in high school, right after high school, and and that was one of the things that they were saying to us. And imagine being high school students. You yeah, know not I mean? knowing anything about what's going on in the country. grown adults where it's just like... And they're like, we find ourselves telling y'all about y'all's country. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, what, what are y'all... Where's the disconnect? And it's so funny how we like to put, again, this perspective or this idea or this insert our ideas of other people's stories on them and that's not their story where you know just like they talk about immigrants or people love to parade and um just hype up their children white children in particular that speak another language and it's like you do realize there's people in this country that came here speaking two three four languages absolutely (laughs) like they speak their native language and then we force them to assimilate to ours in different dialects Um, of their native language like come on like they came out the womb doing these things and you over here got this weekly tutor to do this because in america we don't embrace our own our own individuality we're so busy trying to make sure that we're superior that we don't even understand our own nuances um because there's different dialects to the to english as well that we have but instead you Mm -hmm. want to make people speak quote-unquote proper English when we need to be studying the different dialects of English that we do have Um, whether it be Ebonics or whether it be Spanglish you know what I mean like we just have different versions of English and they deserve to be represented as well but we can't seem to all appreciate difference here we all want it to be the same but that's that's another Mm -hmm. topic for another time yeah that's the history of bland as America. So. Listen, salt and pepper. That is what we are. No spice. 
Where the spice is at? Girl, you... Girl. It says in our kitchens. Like, but also, I will say and that they barely had that. Exactly. But one of the things I will say too, I was having this conversation with one of my friends about the language and the different ways that we communicate. Is that you know, even if I'm going overseas, if I'm going to somebody else's home, I should know at least some mm -hmm. words, some words that are set that some exactly words, basic that are necessary in order for me to survive there. Um, but also just being a person and being, being a human on this planet, English only developed because those other languages existed first. That's where English derives from. So it's almost mm -hmm. like paying homage. We just think that it's just so superior as a language. We shouldn't go back to its roots. Yeah. And all of those languages, all of all languages are each other's roots. Girl... America and its privilege. Um, but like you said, that's a conversation for another day. Yes. But the single moms. The single moms are amazing. Absolutely amazing. I look forward to us having a single mom um, on our show. And we know plenty. And I respect plenty. Yes. And they do. Yes. They are literally like incredibles like incredible superheroes like with flexible arms and working jobs and two kids and getting masters and doctorates and, and yes. working several jobs and taking care of their husbands or taking care of their parents and taking care of dogs Running on top businesses. of that exactly like the single women that I know especially my friends who are single women I absolutely love y'all absolutely respect y'all um, but I look forward to diving in a little bit deeper from somebody who's able to share what that experience is like here in the U.S. and then potentially, you know, talking to maybe another single mom from elsewhere, I think that would be amazing because it does mm -hmm. look different from culture to culture. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to forward to that episode as well. I may be a little biased, which I will find out about that later. <laughs> yeah. So. But aren't we um, all? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know why I say yes. that. But um, what was I gonna say? We we all know someone, and I think that's that's the thing of it too. Is like we have all experienced it in some capacity. Whether you know, I know you and I like this is our life right now. Like we on the auntie team, like you know what no, I mean. Sure. Like so, we experienced that from that from that aspect too, where we know several women that that's you know that that's their story. Um, and for us, it's about being a part of their tribe. Absolutely. How can I, like how can I help you? I was just telling my homegirl the other day, like, and she's she's married, <laughs> but I was like, y'all, let me know what y'all need to do. You a full working mother? He's a full working father. You know what I mean? Like, tap me in, coach. No, seriously, you know I had to do that with Alexis. I think she had the twins one day, and we had met at the like a grocery store. And she got, like, she put one baby in, like, the cart part and another baby in the other part. And I was like, where are you going to put your mm -hmm. groceries? <laughs> and she was like, right there in like, that cart. Mm -hmm. that, I have to be careful with how many groceries I get because of the twins. And I'm just like, girl, how about they stay out here with their auntie? You go in a grocery store. Take your time. Get all the food that you, you, need. you need. I will yes. help you carry it upstairs. But, like... 
just take this 30, 45 minutes to yourself, like just something like that, because everybody still needs that, whether you're a single mom, but just a mother in general, a lot of the responsibility defaults on the mother. Um, mm -hmm. And so any type of support that you can give the moms that you know, I encourage that, especially when it's open and welcomed and that person communicates what they need because you only know what mm -hmm. they need unless they tell you. And, and sometimes you have to ask though too, or like, true. and not like, not like over insert yourself, but because especially for the single mothers, they're used to doing it on their own so much. Yeah. So they're not used to anybody offering that help. So sometimes you just got to go ahead and offer it and not say, Hey, do you want me to, and be more direct and say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you a, B and C, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, you just kind of have to step in because, and, and again, not in a forceful way, but I promise you they appreciate it so much more on the other side where it's just like, dang, I didn't even have to take those few minutes to go do that. And that allowed me to spend my time, you know, spend this time with my kids. You know what I mean? Like, it makes it's the small things, but it makes the world of a difference. No, you're absolutely right. Be a tribe. Be a tribe to your friends. Please do. Be a nice human being. Please do. Don't just don't Sometimes just hang out just with your friends thing. to take shots with them. Be a friend. Be a friend in all ways. Takes or a in the best ways that you know how to be. Takes a friend to be a friend. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, do you want to wrap it on up? This has been great. We gonna wrap it on up. Um, are we taking a pause? Nope. No. Nope, that's what I thought. Okay, moving on. This has been a good episode. It's good to be back. It has been good. It is good to be back, y'all. It just, I'm still in search of finding the bestie, so y'all gonna be a little version of my bestie. I ain't gonna put, lay all my <laughs> burdens down on y'all, but um, <laughs> until I get her, y'all know it's gonna be right here. And we gonna welcome it with open arms. I appreciate that. Me and all my messiness. So, um, it's been a little while. We do tips first. Yes, right? ma'am. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. And I'm so proud of myself because as you've been away, I decided to create me a little save folder on Instagram. Yeah. And that's where I save all my tips too. I love so my like, save I'm, folder. I'm always trying to remember I have save folders for um everything else. But I was like, oh, let me go ahead and put this here because I'm always trying to go back and find them. But sis is ready. In three, <laughs> two, there we go. One. Um, my first, well, no, I'm only going to do one tip. Okay. Um, my tip this week is going to go to, um, it is called Brittany McCole Designs. She um, does wedding and event designs, and she is also a friend of mine. Uh, I was an honorary roommate <laughs> with her and my cousin and a couple other people while at OU my freshman oh, year. Oh, nice. We've just been um, cool ever since. I was in her wedding. She's still one of my really good friends, but she's just always had this knack for design and event planning and all of that, and she has finally decided to turn it into a business. Um she is based in Atlanta, but I know that she does work in Cleveland. Oh, hey, girl. Has, um, she, well, she's originally from uh, Atlanta. 
Bill was from Atlanta? Then moved to Cleveland for like her high school years, whatever the case. Um, so she's doing work in both, but I'm super excited for her. If you go on Instagram <clears throat> and go to her page, again, you can find her at Brittany McCall. That is McCall with an M. M-E-C-O-L-E Designs um, That is her Instagram name Go check out her page uh, I think you're just going to be blown away For real, for real Like The stuff, you know like when you see people uh, Post different like wedding events And all of that And they got the, uh, the flowers And like just go over the top Like sis is doing it The lighting Oh I need to say Anything extra I love <laughs> On point. So shout out to What's her. her I'm super again? proud of her. Brittany McCole, M E C O L E Designs. See, you had to repeat um, yourself for the people who don't be listening like me. That's okay, because I want y'all to get it right. Okay. I think Kiana's about to be like, "Ooh, yeah, I like that." Dang. Um, oh, and those are feathers. Sorry. Actually, <laughs> I'm all just, at the page. Um, just send me the page. I want you to have to repeat it again. Yeah, I'm about to take. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I got you. And we will be sure to uh, post it. Yes. As well. <clears throat> so that is my tip. I'm giving her a 50% tip. I could not be more proud of her. And I just love um, when people just really step into their passion. And that's what she's doing. Go, girl. Um, so, of course, I have a few tips. You know, I've just been wanting to tip everybody while I've been gone, so I've been waiting to unload these tips, but I only picked three. <laughs> only picked three today. So, my first tip is going to go to Jaden Smith. Um, if mm, people mm-hmm. do not Love know, Jaden Smith is out here changing the world, y'all. Changing the world and, and making me change my mind about how I view Will and Jada as parents. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe maybe they got it right. Um, because <laughs> their kids are, they just seem so selfless and they seem to have the right idea about what they want to do. But Jaden just opened up a food truck called I Love You Restaurant, which is mm-hmm. a vegan restaurant that feeds the homeless in L.A. If you've never been to L.A., have never seen Skid Row, um, it is... Um, just a very unfortunate piece of our country. Um, there are a lot of home. There's a very large homeless population in Los Angeles, and I just think that it's wonderful that he's providing a healthy option, and not only healthy, but almost a universal acceptance of consumption because most people maybe have dairy issues or mm-hmm. meat allergies but everybody can eat plant-based everybody can eat plant-based mm-hmm. for the most part so um and it's free it is it was just i'm just so proud of him and not only has he done that but i don't know if you guys have been following his recent contributions that he's done for flint and providing these free yeah. water um i want to call them boxes or whatever it is they're like machines that um actually give clean water to the people in flint he's actually just opened up his second one in flint so kudos to and you know he has um his oh the just water him and will has his brand of water yes just water and i saw that in europe in the stores yeah which is pretty cool so really really proud of it here i'm buying it it's expensive you can order it online i will say it is expensive um but that was my first time seeing that you can buy it like individually yeah i think it was in it was in the airport um so i give him a 60 percent tip moving on to my next tip i guess i need 
my notes open. I don't know why I got so comfortable. Like, girl, you you are not. You can't do anything scripted, okay? Um, <laughs> or off of memorization. So my second tip is gonna go to 15 year old Atlanta native Coco Guff. My boo. Yes, who is at Wimbledon and whooping ass and taking names. But shout out to her. She's 15, and when she beat Venus. Um, Williams, she was just so humble. She cried about it, like beating one of her idols. And y'all, she's 15. 15. She's a phenomenal player. Good for her. We look forward to seeing more things that you do in the future and how you are just giving our kids more and more things to aspire to be and to look up to. I'm so proud of you. Actually, on my flight back from London, there was a guy who was next to me who actually went to Wimbledon and gave me a Wimbledon tennis ball from 2019. Oh, that's what's so, up. So pumped to have that. So I'm going to give her an 80% tip. You keep going, girl. And then last but not least, my home girl Ashley. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at do it while you can. D-O-I-T while you can. Typical spellings. Um, Ashley is <laughs> a flight attendant and what Ashley is doing right now is that she's offering different resume services, different coaching services, um, mock interviews, cover letters, things like that for people who are interested in becoming a flight attendant. Um, oh, I think that. that this is extremely important, especially for African Americans to go abroad. I know that Amanda Seals had recently talked about this in terms of you attaining your passport. I think that if you have the privilege to be able to get a passport, because a lot of us don't um, due to the prison industry, <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. for those who do, who don't have a record, I encourage everybody to get a passport. One of the most humbling and powerful experiences that I had while being overseas for so long was just the camaraderie that I found with black Brits, black Irish um, and um, Africans, things like that. I think to be free and to stay in this country is still a form of enslavement. I think that if we're free, we should be able to go wherever we want and to see us wherever we go. And I think that that is extremely powerful to our experiences and know that we speak different languages. We come from many continents. We, we have so many different backgrounds. There are so many different versions of being black. And I think we owe it to ourselves to see what we look like outside of a mirror that only reflects America. I would, as a side note, but to the uh, passport piece, I would also encourage listeners to go listen to um, Lovey's podcast, L-U-V-V-I-E. She did an episode. It started out as just like a story on her Instagram about passport privilege and people just not recognizing the differences in passports. Like this U.S. passport will get you um, access that other passports won't get right. you. That blue passport does make a difference. And so we have an opportunity ha to have access to the world. Um, and so I just think it's important that, I mean, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, this isn't a chunk of, chunk of money for some, but, you know, a passport is $110. You set aside a little bit of money, you know, every check, like you could, you know, you could obtain that fairly quickly and then, you know plan as you need to for a trip but um it's a privilege that sometimes we don't even realize that we have access to um but she on her uh on lovey's podcast rants and randomness she did an episode about podcast podcast 
uh, passport privilege, and it was really good. So I just would encourage. I have to go listen to, to that. that as well. I like Lovey. Um, yeah, because I want to say that might have been where um, Amanda started talking about oh, it too. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, like I said, it just started as a story, and she posted something about it, and you know everybody just started responding to her DMs like, "Yeah, my passport, passport from this country, like I lost it in the process to." to get out of the country i think they were like stuck in a place for like five weeks or something like that whereas if they had presented their blue passport it would have been a complete oh yeah they don't play about that they get us right back home yeah yeah so i'm with you on that on that um passport piece yeah so i just i encourage it for everybody i think that it's it, it is a level of comfort that you don't think that you could have at other places whether it be Cleveland or LA or Chicago or Houston you can go other places because sometimes it's not the actual physical building that you're in that makes a home it's the people and there are people that will Mm -hmm. make it home for us wherever we go Mm -hmm. and I think that that's extremely powerful and I benefited a lot from that while being away um, just to have that community of other blacks so yeah. Yes. Go look for my homegirl's page. She'll make it possible. Um, she's doing all the good things, and she's been a flight attendant for quite some time. But I think that is a wonderful service. Um, if you are interested in becoming a flight attendant, because if you are interested in becoming a flight attendant or working at any of the airlines, that means flight benefits, which means a lot of them get to okay. fly for free, um, and you get to um, fly at a discounted rate. So. I would just look into that. Look her up. Again, her name is at Do It While You Can. All right. You got any brunch spots? You been brunching? I do not. I do not. I was going to try to, like, remember something, um, but I don't, so. Okay. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, I have them racked up. (laughs) So. I was going to say, you about to do them all on this one? No, no, no. We're going to do them one at a time so I can chill while I'm here. But um, my first brunch spot that I have is actually in London. And it is called The Breakfast Club. Um, Yeah. It was so cute. I'll post um, more details about The Breakfast Club on our page. So you can find out where it is if you're ever in the UK and take a visit. But y'all. The, I'm not a really, and I think I've talked about this before. I'm not a big fan of pancakes just because I feel like a lot of people just make them very, very bland. But these were so good. They were so fluffy. It was so much flavor. Um, it was just an amazing experience. And not to mention the music was the bomb. I had a really dope mm-hmm. waitress too um, that sat back and talked to me about what's going on in Brexit because I think that. People, when they find out you're American and when they're not in favor of Brexit, they'd be like, we are one and the same. (laughs) (laughs) You feel my pain. So um, it was very interesting to sit down and talk to her over some drinks and some good pancakes. And it's in such a cute area. Like afterwards, I just walked around, went to the markets, bought some jewelry. Um, Such a wonderful place. So if you're in London, check out the Breakfast Club and you're going to be in there jamming. You feel me? Jamming. Yay, shout out to the Breakfast Club. So, yeah. All right, well, 
I think we go ahead and drop them that social media and we're going to be on our way. You are absolutely right. It's been real, y'all. So if you want to continue in the conversation with us, see where we've been, see where we're going, or just hear the things, act a fool with us, come act up. Um, follow us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. We are also on Facebook with a Facebook group called Bitches Love Brunch. Follow us on all your streaming platforms. That's on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, um, lots Google Play, wherever it is that you can press a button. Look us up and yeah. rate, review us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to yeah. tell a friend. Y'all, it's so good to be back. We missed y'all. We know you missed us too. <laughs> Let's leave some <laughs> comments and really, really confirm that. I don't know if that's true, but I hope so. It is. No. All right, y'all. The we'll confidence of Beyonce, yeah, a Blue Ivy. <laughs> yeah, you see, did you see Blue Ivy on that runway for um, the Lion King? No, I don't think I did. Girl, she. I was, mean, I saw the picture that um, Beyonce posted and uh, Miss Tina posted. I posed at her mother. Okay, she said, "I am the spawn of Jay Z and Beyonce, the firstborn. I have arrived." Oh my gosh! Y'all better watch out. For <laughs> I'm blue. not even gonna make my comments. Y'all have a good one. We'll have time. We'll have time for you. (laughs) Bye, y'all. See you in a couple weeks.